Welcome back to the Swedish podcast. In the last chapter, we heard how the wedding party left their residence in Anandpur Sahib to head to Guru Kalahor, where the wedding ceremony and other celebrations would take place. We heard how Guru Gobind Singh and all the party got dressed up, mounted on their horses and other vehicles, chariots and the like, traveling along the path to Guru Kalahor in such a regal manner. The last chapter ended with the bride side getting all their supplies ready and heading to meet with the groom side. So that's where we are picking up. Chapter 13 now begins talking about how about one kilometer outside of Guru Kalahor, the wedding party with Guru Gobind Singh stopped there and prepped all their supplies, excited to give their gifts like the log to the bride side. The older elder masons were called close and placing money in trays, they were told, go and create such a rainfall of money, like storm clouds just raining down. When it was heard that the bride side had come forward to meet them, then the instruments on the groom side sounded off. Both sides approached for the sake of Milni, and the uncle, Mama Karpalchan, got ready to do his duty. The multicolor flapping flags headed forward, which had such fine embroidery, gold and silver threads along the edges. From all sides, the families met. It was like massive storm clouds gathering and merging. The instruments were like thundering clouds. The horses and other vehicles that were speeding along, people were raising their hands as they were getting close, meeting each other in such bliss. It was like two rivers of bliss were merging, and their waves of bliss were just splashing over each other. Countless offerings were placed in front of the Guru, and everybody grasped the lotus-like feet of the Guru with great enthusiasm. With clasped hands, many were reciting their requests, saying to the Guru, Oh, Guru Gobind Singh, we are so small, we are nothing. You are great. The magnificent Guru, understand us to be your servants and keep our honor. So now graciously fulfill our desire. And at that point, the Prohat of the Guru's house, Dayaram, said to Mama Kripalchand, Now happily perform the Milni with the Guru's father-in-law. So Mama Kripalchand, he gave the Guru's father-in-law exquisite clothing and a fine horse with great happiness. And both of them then hugged each other. Waves of happiness just washed over their mind. Respecting them, Guru Gobind Singh took food from his in-law's house and distributed it to everybody. In all the appropriate manners, everybody then performed the Milni. And then the master, Guru Gobind Singh, desired to perform the Tukka, the ceremony, essentially where the groom side is set up near the house of the bride and given Shagat. So then, the wedding party proceeded into the city. And on both sides of that path, there were thousands of people onlooking. At once, money rained down. It was like clouds had come down quickly to set off the rain. So many instruments were being played there, creating such a royal procession. So many horses and vehicles were traveling along that path that dust now arose into the sky, covering the sun. Men and women climbed up on high positions to get a sight. They were saying, a great wedding party has arrived. They are satisfying all the needy, raining down money. Then they all went to the house of the bride and stood there at the front before then going back to where the groom's wedding party would then set up their encampment. But Guru Gobind Singh was left there at the door of the bride's house. And all the women began performing arati in front of the Guru, singing songs with such ornaments and jewelry on them. The Guru then dismounted off his horse and they set him up on a seat, sitting him down there. All the women bowed down to him. And with arms extended out, presumably for the tray of lights that they were doing arati for. They then performed 
Arti more directly to the Guru. They performed all the traditions of their family, Kolukirit, and then Guru Gobind Singh the Merciful mounted back on his horse and headed to where the groom side had set up. Many tents and marquees were strung up there, such large tents and marquees of various colors. Some had silk strings opening them up. For the Guru, a very special tent was set up. And that's where Guru Gobind Singh dismounted and set his camp up, which looked so glorious. Within it, there was a canopy, which was tied up with silk string. The tent walls were made out of fine wool and adorned on all sides with velvet fabric. Everybody dismounted here and they were sitting together. It was as if the royal heavenly court of Indra was here on earth. Everybody dressed up to the nines, looking so radiant. Then the time for the Lama approached and somebody came. It was evening time now. The Brahmin came rushing in where Guru Gobind Singh was sitting and he spoke to Mama Kripalcham saying, Understand now that the time of Lava has approached. We have prepared everything and we are sitting there in our residence eagerly awaiting for you all to arrive. So when this news arrived here at the wedding party, then the drums began sounding off and the instruments began being played. Small and large drums were being played. The flutes along with the small and large trumpets were all grasped and then being played. The smaller drums and large doles were being beat now. Everybody hearing this quickly got up. Guru Tegh Bahadur's beautiful, bliss-giving son, Guru Gobind Singh, was so radiant like the moon in the winter months. Mama Kripalachan also got up and took Guru Gobind Singh with him, along with the mighty warriors, the five cousins of Guru Gobind Singh, Sangosha, and the rest. The instruments were being played as they traveled forward. The bards and poets were singing praise ahead of the Guru. Above the groom's head was a shade being flown, along with a beautiful whisk circling around. Fireworks were being lit and let off into the sky, ascending so high into the sky before falling back down. It was as if they were going up to the heavens to announce that the wedding has begun. And then these heavenly beings were descending down to watch it. In this bliss, they passed through the bazaar and Guru Gobind Singh approached his father-in-law's house before they met with everybody there. They entered the house and were so delighted. There in the house, where a stunning setup was constructed for the bedi, the fire for the wedding, so many men and women were there with a desire to see the ceremony. With great respect, they sat the Guru down there. The Brahmin then began reciting his pure mantras. They worshipped the nine celestial bodies along with Ganesha, and the Brahmin instructed on the procedure, and as such, the Guru Gobind Singh, the master, performed that. Then, where the fire was set up, they dripped into it clarified butter, which just made it erupt. Then, they called the bride and sat her close, and as appropriate, they performed all the ceremonies. Then, the supreme groom, they performed the fere, the lama, circling around the fire. Then, they performed the handing over of the hand. So, from the heavens, the heavenly damsels, the wives of the devatas in disguise, took form as earthly women and came there in beautiful forms to take part of the ceremonies. Meeting with the other women, they sang songs in celebration. For the sake of the Guru, they increased the joy there and increased the celebrations. They were making themselves fruitful by taking part. No other woman was able to recognize that they were just crashing the party. There was such a large gathering here in the house. They were all jostling around in great joy with each other uh, because it was so packed. Then the Devdas came down as well, changing form into humans. 
and they met up with the other men to help serve and hand things out at the wedding. Great amounts of money was given to the Brahmins, the beggars, etc. The true Guru distributed great amounts of charity here. The Brahmin Dayaram then recognized the time and then performed the Gotrachar, also called the Shakochar, where the names of the lineage are recited on both sides and pronounced to the attendees. Guru Gobind Singh hearing it was delighted and they gave out tons of money. The wedding parties on both sides were just drenched in joy. And in this way, they performed all the ceremonies that created such praise. Everybody near the Bedid, the fire, they got up and at that point, they went to see the different types of fireworks. So some of these fireworks looked like flowers, the way they exploded in the sky. Others looked like chandeliers. Others looked like the moon, called Matabi fireworks. Instruments were being played and the groom's wedding party went back to that spot where they were directed to. They sat there and rested for some time amidst all the illumination from the fireworks. Then later on they were called for food. And they all got up in enjoyment and excitement to go eat. In their heart they were excited for the food as they traveled along the path. Above them, the fireworks were still blasting away. They had these big pinatas of elephants and horses that were filled with explosives, fireworks, which were set off here and there, and these fireworks were just flying in the sky. There were so many different types of fireworks, some that were looking like wheels flying around in the sky, others were made to look like devtas and devis in a scary manner, they were shot up into the air, their bellow, their roar sounded off along with a great blast of light. Amongst all of them, there was such an uproar and wonderful mayhem by the lights. A wondrous spectacle, which was seen by all. The fireworks were so bright when they flashed, it was as if it was daytime, but without the sun around. It was as if the fireworks were just a ruse, just an excuse. Really, it was the intense illumination from the Guru himself, which was seen. Men and women seeing this were in awe. They were saying, we've never seen such bright light like this before. They were slowly going down the path before arriving at the door of the bride's house where they all met with everybody. They were respectfully seated there as they got inside. They were seated in these lines beautifully. A stunning seat was set up for the Guru, which had fabric laid over it, which was placed down by some helpers, and Guru Gobind Singh sat there. The servers then came out and placed their place in front of everybody. There were laddus, dried dates, and many pakoras. There were kevuras made and lots of clarified butter and sugar. Such delicious, sweet, ambrosia-like food was distributed. There were tons of fruits mixed in all the food as well. The very clever servers beautifully served out all the food and people began eating this delicious food. At that point, the women were sitting alongside and they were swearing at the groom's side, singing these beautiful songs. This is the Sirtania tradition where these light-hearted funny curses or digs at the groom's family would take place by the women. It was all in good fun, and people didn't get offended. The heavenly women were there as well, mixed in with all the other women. Their sweet, attractive voices were like nightingale birds. Listening to these swears, everybody was just laughing. The waves of excitement and enjoyment were overflowing here in a great manner. Listening and looking around from all directions, everybody was delighted. It was as if bliss was raining down on people. With ease, Slowly they finished their food and they gave lots of money to the servers who picked up the plates. Then as the servers came around to wash their hands, they kept some of the water in their hands to drink and rinse out their mouth before then getting up and heading outside. Arriving back at the spot of the groom's location where they slept, the next day they woke up early at sunrise, 
Then the singing of Gurbani commenced. Within their hearts they remembered the true name Satanam, and everywhere in that area the battle cries of Ja, Ja, victory, victory were being recited. The play, the feats of the Guru were so grand and great, everyone understood and recognized their great radiance. All the Siddhs and Nids, the miraculous powers that yogis urged for, they were all standing there in service of the Guru. Whatever was requested, they would perform that for the Guru's house. There was no shortage of supply there. Wherever you looked, there was always only amounts in excess. All the giving and receiving was conducted, and there was no shortage of anything at all. That's how chapter 13 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to look more to the wedding celebrations and how they conclude here in Guru Kalahor. So that's what we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.